I learned through my own self-discovery personal journey that happiness is unique to each and every individual. And I learned this as an adult through some challenging periods of my life. And I really wanted to create a story that would inspire the connection and conversation between the child and the adult so that children could actually, you know, use this book as tools to find their own unique joy and start from a young age, not like me where I waited till an adult to find out that it's not selfish to discover yourself and to learn about self-love. I'm Bianca Schultz from the Children's Book Review, and this is the Growing Readers Podcast. Today's episode is presented in partnership with Maria Castellucci-Moore, the author of Vivian in Paris, winner of the Mom's Choice Award. It's a delightful picture book that inspires young readers to delve deeper into their senses and observe how it ignites their emotions to find what makes them feel joy unique to them. Entrepreneur, first-generation American, writer, and mother to four young children, Maria strives to bring passion and enthusiasm to all her endeavors. A lover of all things European, Maria has found great passion through her travels to France, Italy, Spain, and South America. Her affection for winemaking, foreign languages, the arts, ballroom dancing, and traveling has given Maria a unique and grateful perspective on life. Her love for her family and helping others through charitable giving has enabled Maria to thoughtfully curate purposeful life adventures. Maria earned her Bachelor of Arts in Finance from Dominican University on a tennis scholarship. She later pursued studies at New York University and the London School of Economics, focusing on global affairs. In 2016, with her siblings, Maria founded Castellucci Napa Family, a luxury wine and real estate brand. Maria runs her wine label and a family real estate development company in the greater Bay Area. She is a board member of the San Francisco Opera Guild and is enthusiastic about building opportunity and community through the arts. Maria resides in Napa Valley, California, with her husband and children. She enjoys writing, traveling, attending the opera, ballet, and symphony, flower arranging, winemaking, ballroom dancing, and playing tennis and the piano. Vivian in Paris is the perfect embodiment of Maria's zest for life. And here's the synopsis. Vivian in Paris follows a young Parisian girl on a journey through Paris to find what makes her tick. Join Vivian as she discovers the sights, smells, tastes and sounds of the city that make her feel alive. What better place to explore, observe and delight in her senses than Paris? This book tells a story of mindfulness and insight into how the surrounding world can really move you. It unites curiosity, wonder, and marvel to enlighten, surprise, 
and tickle your deepest spirit. Sometimes it's the smallest things that bring you the greatest joy. Welcome to the Growing Readers Podcast, Maria. I'm so looking forward to talking to you about Vivian in Paris for so many reasons. So first of all, just a big welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. So one of the reasons that I instantly took to your book was because I'm a little bit obsessed with the country of France myself. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I yes. also think understanding the impact mindfulness can have on kids and adults alike is so important. Your book does that while also set in one of my favorite places. So before we settle in to talk about the book, I really just want to get to know you first. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Well, beyond being a published author now, you, along with your siblings, founded the Castellucci Napa family brand, which is a luxury wine and real estate brand where you run a wine label and a family yes. real estate de development company in the greater Bay, Bay Area. Yes. You're also the mother of four children. So <laughs> tell us just a little bit about your life and, and what a typical day looks like. Well, I'm so blessed to be able to work alongside my loving family. So that's first and foremost. It's truly a blessing. Um, my parents were both born in Italy in the South, and I'm first generation here in America. And it's just been a true honor and a blessing really to work alongside some really remarkable people that happen to be my parents <laughs> and my siblings. So we all actually, my siblings and I, um, I'm the oldest of three. We actually, we all work for my family and uh, in some capacity. So I head up the um, division in Napa, which is, goes everywhere from wine. Uh, I make wine. I sell wine. <laughs> we sell direct to consumers. So we're not big distributors by any means. We're a pretty small luxury brand of about a thousand cases a year. And then we are also growers. Um, so we have vineyards and I have a team that I manage in the vineyards. So we are growers for other wineries and we sell uh, grapes to them. And then I also manage the real estate side up up here. So up, up in um, wine country and my sister and brother do the other side in San Francisco. So we have all of our bases covered here with being a big family business. So it's really a blessing. And yes, four children. Um, our youngest is almost two. So it is definitely a full house for sure. And honestly, these little kids have given me so much inspiration to create. And they love to get lost in a good book. So honestly, I'm just really blessed and uh, just feel very grateful for them and, and giving me so many tools to be successful. So day in the life of here is is a circus, but it's very fun. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we live on a vineyard. We have chickens and bunnies. And it's like we live on this. Um, I mean, I don't want to call it a farm, but it's a it's a glorified farm, if you will. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a special special place up here in wine country with the children and my family business and, you know, getting um, this wonderful book really in a tangible place where people can hold it and feel it and read it and resonate with its message, I hope. So 
All good. Yes. <laughs> well, I know when I was reading just about what you do in the, in a typical day, I was like, wow, it must be just, I mean, just go, go, go all of the time. So what's one thing in your day-to-day practices that you think could inspire listeners? Oh, what a great question. I would say, you know, make time for yourself. I recently discovered that as a adult, <laughs> an aged adult, if you will, make time for yourself. I now get up at 5 a.m. and I do my little exercise routine and meditation and it's changed my life and it's allowed space and time to be creative. And that's what brings me joy. You know, everyone has their own thing and it's like, discover what that thing is because you never know where it will take you. And I never knew my quote unquote thing was writing and, you know, bringing a message that has really changed my life to children and adults alike. So I would say, you know, create some space for yourself and you never know what what will come of it. Well, you obviously created some space for yourself to sit down and write, Vivian, in Paris. I would love to know if being an author is something that you always dreamed of doing and becoming. You know, it is. And I have to say, when you say always, I would say from the time I first became a mother, which is 12 years ago, that's when it really kind of really struck me that children receive so many wonderful messages through story. And I learned that by having my own children. And it really sparked with my first child, Sophia. She's 12 now. And seeing her, you know, just grab books at night for bedtime and just seeing her enthusiasm with with stories and you know and pictures and i thought gosh what would it be like to read your own book to your children someday like that would be just far out i mean that that to me would be just so rewarding and fulfilling so that this was from you know when i say always it's like i would say in the last 12 or 13 years it was something that i really, it resonated with me a little bit deeper as a mother. You've said your kids love to get lost in a good book and they obviously love to read. So what do they think about your book? Well, (laughs) you know, when I first got that book delivered, we got this big shipment and I couldn't even carry it. I had to have someone help me carry it. And when we opened the box together for the first time, they knew that mommy was working on a project and I shared some illustrations with them towards the end of the process. But I didn't really share the whole story with them. I kind of wanted to bring that out kind of as a ta-da when when the book was actually in hand. So they opened the book with me, the package, and then opened the book with me and they were like, wow, you made this? how did you make this? How did you draw this? And I said, oh, well, I did. I wish I could draw. (laughs) That's one thing I definitely cannot do. And so I found someone that is just an incredible artist. So I told them the story of how I found my illustrator, but they were really taken aback by just the idea of creating something that can be given to others, can be shared they loved the message. They thought it was really sweet. And honestly, that first night of reading my book to my four kids was 
really outstanding. It was remarkable. I felt very, very rewarded in the sense that I hope I can inspire them to create something that means something to them because this book means so much to me. So really, it's like almost you're a little bit speechless when you share something that you've worked so hard on and your children look up to you as like, wow, you did this? And honestly, you know, that's not why I wrote the book, (laughs) but to have your children kind of look up to you as this figure of inspiration and creation, it was, it was really, really special. Yeah. It's, it's almost like showing them you can have a dream and you can, you can put it out into the world. Yes. And it, it allows them to think bigger. I think when they see that their parent who sometimes it's like Groundhog's Day every day. It's like making lunches and, you know, yeah. <laughs> cleaning and laundry. And then they, and it's like, wow, where did this come from? So I'm trying to instill in them, not only a love of learning and creating, but to have the confidence and the self-love to be able to do something that really impacts them. And when you do something for yourself, you share it with the world in a different way. And there's some of that messaging in the book as well. Well, they say to be a writer that you need to be a reader first. So we know your kids love to read and you've obviously enjoyed writing, but do you love to read yourself? I do. Our entire family, including my husband, we are very avid readers. And a lot of the books I love to read are about self-exploration and self-discovery books. I love nonfiction. (laughs) I'm trying to get into more fiction, but I love nonfiction. I love learning. I love learning. I I love actually like reading about how to be better and what great people do. What are their routines? I love to learn about how other people do things and how can I implement and just, you know, learn something new every day. So There's a lot of that in my life. Yes, I love to read and we all do. So um, this was very fitting that I was able to uh, publish a book. With everything that you're sharing, I I feel like this was your perfect debut children's book. So let's dig into it. Will you talk us through what readers can expect from reading Vivian in Paris? Yes. Readers can expect to be delighted in all the sensorial. It's like a trip down sensory lane, if you will. Really, it's about self-discovery and mindfulness and how that pairs with finding your true inner joy. And I would have to say that the illustrations really bring the book to life. So you can expect like really beautiful artwork that really shows emotion I, I, you know, I would also say it's a story that uses like a holistic approach to learning and feeling. And that is, you know, what I felt had the, I've, I found that personally to have the most profound results in my own life. And truly this book is a direct reflection on me and what I have gone through in my own personal life and and what I find to be most happy and joyful to me. So, you know, I think they'll expect a sweet story that kind of counteracts our modern day definition, if you will, of what happiness means and what happiness is. And it'll make it'll make you want to go to Paris. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if there was one, what was the particular seed of inspiration to write this particular story? Was there like a, an aha moment or were you just playing around? You know, I learned through my own self-discovery personal journey that happiness is unique to each and every individual. And I learned this as an adult through some challenging periods of my life. And I really wanted to create a story that would inspire the connection and conversation between the child and the adult so that children could actually, you know, use this book as tools to find their own unique joy and start from a young age. Not like me, where I waited till an adult to find out that it's not selfish to discover yourself and to learn about self-love. You know, these are all like big overarching words that meant nothing to me when I was growing up. I, I didn't come from a household that really used emotion and feeling as a way, as descriptors. You know, I, I didn't come from a house that spoke about feelings and, you know, it was just like, you just did certain things and that's just what you did. And so this book to me, you know, really kind of counteracts that one size fits all for happiness that's in our modern day world. So I know this is a long winded answer, but I have to say my own self-discovery journey is what inspired this book. And, and if I can create that conversation, you know, between a child and their loved one, from a young age, then I've done my job. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite quote or two from the story that you'd be willing to share with us or, or even read to us? Absolutely. Let me see here. I do have one that I, that I really like. I'll start with this one. It says, at this point, riding my bike seemed to draw my attention more so than any other day. Pedaling over the century-old stone streets with my eye, and I felt the breeze through my hair with a sense of freedom and delight. That's one. And then the other one is, I was starting to feel different since my talk with Pappy earlier that morning. The more I noticed my senses, the greater joy I felt in my heart and body. I was amazed how different I felt doing the same things I did every Sunday. The common thread between those two quotes really are about pause and focus and being aware of not only your surroundings, but yourself and how you can see through a different lens when you do that. Yeah, they're beautiful. I mean, everything is so sensory. And you've talked a, a couple of times about the illustrations and how I feel when your words do combine with the artwork, there's just so much to take in. So let's talk about the illustrations a little bit. So your kids wanted to know, you know, did you draw the pictures? And you said that <laughs> you found an illustrator. So let's hear a little bit about you know, how you came to work with your illustrator. Yes. So her name is Emanuela Manello and she's from Rome, Italy. And I immediately connected with her. You know, we share the same culture and I told her my parents are from where you're from. And so we immediately connected just 
you know, just from a cultural standpoint, we we really connected. And she's very gifted. Her illustrations and the way she can draw with such emotion, um, you can truly take the words off of the page and actually just feel what Vivian is feeling in every picture. And that to me is why I chose her is because this book really is all about paying attention to yourself and using your five senses to explore the world around you and to feel a greater connection with yourself. And that's what changes your perspective in life. And honestly, and even just the little things that you're around every day. Emanuela just really hit home with how great she was able to translate all of the emotions that Vivian experiences on this typical Sunday. And she did it through art. So it was truly a collaborative effort between her and I. I really, I really thank her for this. Yeah, it turned out beautifully. And I, I just love the way that your text also asks questions and it really helps the reader to stop and, and ponder and to really get the gist of what you want them to do to be in touch with their senses. So my next question for you is one that I pilfered directly from your book in which Vivian's grandpere asks, do you remember a time when you felt most alive, full of spirit, zestful and sparkling with enthusiasm. So I want to direct that question back to you. Do you remember a time when you <laughs> felt most alive, full of spirit, zestful and sparkling with enthusiasm? Yes, I do. Well, I have two answers for you. So the first one was when I I got engaged, uh, I got proposed to in the Luxembourg Gardens by my husband. And that is why the book is set in Paris. So those feelings and those emotions were very true to me in this city. So that's my first answer. Um, my second answer was when I discovered my own unique joy. The book is basically a, a direct reflection of, <laughs> of, of this, but flowers are my most favorite thing in the world. And for, for your, my readers and your listeners, I don't want to give everything away, but Vivian does find her kind of elation at the end. And it really is a direct reflection back on me. So when I went through my own process of self-discovery, that's actually when I felt the most alive. And I was like, I've, I've never been able to find a book that speaks to this in this way. So I'm going to create it myself. And I wanted to create it for a younger audience so that children can think of this and hopefully be moved by the message at a young age. Yes. Well, what impact do you hope Vivian and Paris will have on readers? You know, I hope that the takeaway and the impact will be that they will stop to ponder and to question their own happiness and knowing that each person is so unique and special in their own way. And happiness is not a one size fits all. You know, it's not what our modern society thinks you should, you know, look like, feel like, walk through life like. It, it really is personal and individual. And I learned that for myself. And I hope that my readers will stop and question that for themselves. Yeah, incredible. Will you be writing more books with Vivian? And if so, will you be exploring other countries and cultures? I absolutely will. So my um, my program is to write a book for each one of my children. Um, so I plan to write four more books set in a different city in the world. 
I'd like to have it be set in cities that either I've lived in or had some very personal experiences in. So um, yes, the answer is yes, yes, yes. <laughs> do, do, do we do we get uh, any insight or you we, we just have to we have to hold tight? No, I would hold tight. I will say, though, my next book is will be about my oldest daughter first. So I'm going to start with the oldest and and work my way towards the youngest. So um, I look forward to sharing that with you. Well, before we go, if our listeners were to take away one really special sort of important point that you'd like everybody to take away, what would that be? It would be to create that space for yourself, no matter what age you are, and really explore yourself. And with that self-exploration, you can explore your immediate world around you and look at it through a different lens. And I really, I, I just really hope the takeaway and the inspiration will come to you, what's unique to you. And I hope this book just makes you think differently about yourself and your surroundings and, and just think of happiness in a different way. And if there's anything else that you want to share about Vivian in Paris or yourself before we go, please, please do so. You oh my gosh. Well, Vivian is one of my favorite girls' names because people ask, who's Vivian and where did the name come from? So when I was pregnant with my fourth child, not knowing the gender, if it was a girl, it would have been Vivian. So, <laughs> so that's where the name um, was inspired from. And yeah, since I got proposed to in the city of Paris, that's the setting why I set it in Paris. And, you know, I just hope all your listeners today and, and, and future readers really enjoy it. And, um, you know, it was created with love. So that's beautiful. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being on the show today and for writing a book that encourages kids to feel joy by connecting with their senses. It's such a lovely feel-good story. And that's exactly how I feel about our conversation today. So thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really special and I appreciate all your thoughtful questions. You're, you're amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this quest for growing readers. Be sure to check out our show notes. You'll find links to order a copy of Maria Castellucci-Moore's Vivian in Paris. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, Chromecast, Spotify, or anywhere else you enjoy listening. Subscribe to the show to get new episodes as soon as they launch. If you're enjoying our book chats, please leave us a review. And while you're at it, tell a friend to come and have a listen. The Growing Readers Podcast is a production of the Children's Book Review. To discover more fantastic books, just like Vivian in Paris, I hope you'll visit us at thechildrensbookreview.com.